We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Can we do better? Low management? I mean, it's a brutal term. Is it a Kawhi Leonard problem or is it an NBA problem? And what about the damn fans? A lot to talk about here on a Friday home and home radio.com sports original. We are brought to you by zip recruiter. Check them out. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter zip recruiter. Definitely folks, the smartest way to hire. It's a bloody Mary Friday and we're joined by Brian Scalabrini, the host of Scal and pal Scal. Good to see you, man. It's Dave Briggs and Ross Tucker. We have not talked to you in quite some time, folks. You got to check out Scal and Pal starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. So explain this Bloody Mary thing to me because I'm trying to figure this out. You started early. You will take a break or you'll just like lead into a Friday night that you just go hog wild. Well, Scal, you may not know this about me. I have to get up at 1.30 for the other job over there at CNN. So by the time I get home on Friday, this is I wake up Mondays and I start tasting the Bloody Mary come Friday like it's. It's what my whole week is leading towards. It marinades on Thursday night. I start at 8 a.m., start right off the top of the show. It's tomato juice, it's horseradish, Worcestershire, salt, pepper, lemon, and lime, and some olives for dessert, and it makes me very happy. You know what else makes me happy, Scal? Why don't you say vodka? Doesn't vodka need to be in there, or that's not not part of it? I forgot the key ingredient. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> he named everything but that. I'm like, you're drinking V8. That's not a Bloody Mary. <laughs> Scal, are, uh, are you are you a Bloody Mary guy? Or if not, what's your drink of choice? Uh, no, I'm not a Bloody Mary guy. But here's, here, here's a little insight, right? So I make my own kombucha. Like, I've been doing it for about two years. So I do a lot of alcohol and kombucha mixed together so i listen i like getting loose but i'm not about like putting garbage in my body so i try to find the best alcohol i can and then i make my own kombucha and then i make magic so i'm on the road so i don't have the access to that but when i'm at home it's friday night you can guarantee that's what i'm drinking all right so I don't even know. I, I didn't. First of all, I thought it was pronounced kombucha. That tells you how much I know. So it's kombucha. <laughs> what is the deal with that? What like what's so great about it? Explain kombucha to me. It's just live active cultures like bacteria. Like, you know how our bodies have good bacteria and bad bacteria. So it's basically just really good bacteria fermented. And you may it takes like a week, a week, 10 days in the wintertime, a little less in the summertime because the heat. And then it kind of turns into like a fizzy, bubbly, delicious magic drink. Can we get some of that? <laughs> yeah, but it's like, listen, you like when, when I make it, you never know what it's gonna taste like. It's not like, you know, you go to the store and you buy it and you're like, all right, I know what this tastes like. It tastes the same every single time. My stuff, sometimes it's 
super fizzy. Sometimes it's flat. Sometimes a little vinegary. Sometimes it's a little sweet. So yeah, I just got to make it. I, I, I make it all happen. But it's good for you. It's good for you. And then I, I spice it up with some uh, vodka or gin. That's like my thing. Wow, you have definitely uh, piqued our curiosity. We're going to have to get that Scowl-branded kombucha. Sounds fantastic. Uh, I'll still stick with the Bloody Mary on my Friday mornings, but the only thing that makes me happier than that is to see that someone has so much time on their hands, Scowl, that they actually correlated James Harden's road struggles with the quality of strip clubs in that given city. This happened on Reddit. And it was a, a guy who calls himself angry centrist. So we actually found that the higher quality of the strip club, the worst James Harden performs on the road. Do you so have what experience? Was ranked one? What was ranked number one? Atlanta, right? Magic City? Did they have, is that right? I was going to ask you who has the highest quality strip oh. clubs. I don't know if you have experience huh. in that genre. Let me just listen. I'm not that type of guy. I, I'm not demeaning towards women. But when you're doing team bonding stuff, you gotta go and do team bonding stuff. So uh, one after one, one I guess early, early, early morning, I ended up at Magic City, and it is a glorious place. Well, to let me tell you guys this, Dave. Hey, let me say this. Yeah. Um, I don't know how the, the, the amount of time and effort this guy put into that is scary. The Reddit guy to check all, all the strip clubs. I will say this: I played for five teams, and yeah. we were probably bad in Dallas because because we were bad. But Route 12 in Dallas, that highway, which is just strip club after strip club. I am not exaggerating when I say at least half the team went there every day. Every day? Almost, every day? Almost every day? Almost every day. That's not team building. That's not bonding. <laughs> and Scout, you know what I learned? You know what I learned? I learned I was 23 years old, and I learned they would go right from practice, and they would always wear sweatpants. Because that oh, lets yeah. them get up in there. That lets them get up in there. You need the mobility. You need I, the mobility. I, I, went, Every day? I, went, I went to the strip club with them once with some of the guys. I was wearing jeans. They're like, why are you wearing jeans? I'm like, uh, I don't know. We're going. Like, no, you're going to wear uh, sweatpants, dogs. So they can get up in there. I was like, oh, okay. I did nah. not know that. No, no. The, the, uh, but every day, that's, that's not. A lot. A lot. That's not good. Like that's Dude. that's saying that's more than team bonding. That's more than chemistry. That's that's a that's problem. Perverted. So, that's perverted, yeah. bro. That's if why you, go you to a weren't yeah. good. <laughs> you you go to a strip club every day. You have a major problem. I'm just gonna state that and move on. I will say, per the Reddit data, just so you know, and in case you're traveling, Miami was number one in terms of the oh. quality of the clubs. Toronto was his best performance. Presumably their strip clubs are not so good. Uh, but speaking of strip clubs, load management. Uh, <laughs> load management it's, it's, it's is the issue. Great transition. <laughs> is, the pro is the problem taking over the NBA? And, and before we get into Kawhi Leonard needing to rest that ailing knee, uh, can we do better than the term load management? Because it does bring the wrong things to one's mind. 
Well, that's because you just got done talking about the strip club, right? Does it always, does it always do that to you? Like, do you always think load management and think your dirty thoughts? You you do have two Bloody Marys in the morning, so. Ross, Ross, back me up here. Back you up with what? When you hear that load management, you think what? That load management is not a great term and brings it's other. It's not a great term. Uh, I, I look. We had a guy. We had a guy on yesterday, Scal, that said his load management is one a day. All right, so he does his own personal load management. So we've already uh, been down. There's got to be a better term. Let me ask you this, Scal. Okay. So I, I grew up. I've told this before. I grew up outside of Philly. I'm a Sixers fan. Okay. So I grew up. Charles Barkley, before that, Moses Malone. It was Barkley and Mahorn. I used to go to a Sixers-Pistons game just to watch Barkley punch Lane Beer in the face. It was amazing, right? So I, I grew up in 80s, 90s NBA. I don't ever remember guys taking the night off. I don't ever remember anything like this. Now we have all the sleep studies. We have kombucha tea. We have nutrition. And now these guys skip like one out of every five games. Can you just explain to me when this started, how it started, and what the thought process is? So it started with Greg Popovich. You know, Tim Duncan was getting older, and he started sitting guys. And he strategically sat games. He would sit Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan. If you guys remember, they were like at the airport. They flew southwest back to San Antonio. And it was a way of like not – showing your other hand to the other team. And then then you had the tanking culture where people would sit out for rest or whatever so they can get a better draft pick. Then we, we become so obsessed with championships. So everyone now is about NBA finals, finals, finals. Like it, it, the old school guys used to wear it as a badge of honor that they played 82 games. But t- today, people wear it as a badge of honor that they get load managed, right? Like they're like, get to rest, get rest days. It means that you're good enough or you're important enough to take rest days. So it's just a different type of culture. Now, you know, playing 82 games is used to be like a battle of attrition. I, I don't think that people look at it like that anymore. The one, I understand why they do it. The people who I feel for more than anybody is the fathers and the sons and, and, and people who, uh, I can't, I guess like, all the families and all the people who, who buy tickets and we're gonna watch you know, Kawhi Leonard play against Giannis and we're going to overpay for the for the for the tickets. And, you know, I, and, and people are going to sit out. But uh, I, 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 I guess I kind of feel both ways on that. I understand where the players coming from and they're trying to win a championship. But I also understand it from a fan standpoint. There's I think there is a way to, to make it better, but it's it would include stretching the season out longer. And, and when you do back to backs, doing something like even with the Clippers, which I kind of have no, there's no excuse for. They were home and home and back to backs, which is a lot easier, you know, than getting in at two o'clock in the morning, getting to your hotel at three o'clock in the morning. So it, there was a lot of things set up for him to play both those games. But Kawhi Leonard, from a medical diagnosis, he has not played a back to back since 2017. And the interesting thing was the head coach Doc Rivers, uh, your former head coach, talked about this and was was extraordinarily transparent and honest about sure. what's going on. Here's what Doc had to say. We're just going to continue to do it. Uh, there's no concern here. Um, but we want to make sure. You know, I think Kawhi made the statement he's never felt better. It's our job to make sure he stays that way. You know, and then that's important. 
but he played a lot of minutes in the playoffs last year. Um, and, you know, so it's not uh, a health thing. Really, it is in some ways. We want him to just keep feeling better, you know, and getting better. So that got the Clippers fined $50,000. Bottom line is, even if Kawhi was held out 20 games for being healthy, load management, who cares? Steve Ballmer could write a check for $2 million without batting an eyelash. The guy is worth $50 billion. I think he should just do that. Mic drop, here's your $2 million. He's sitting out 20 games. Is this an NBA problem or just a Kawhi problem? Um, I don't know. Like, do you guys look at it like a problem? You guys would be better than I would because I've obviously I lived through it and I've gone through the 82 and I've seen like what a season does to a guy who's you know playing 40 minutes a night. Like, I've seen you know Garnett or Pierce or you know the wear and tear of that. And I think players now are looking at their future a little bit differently. They're not like I said, they're not wearing it as a badge of honor to play these games. They're looking at it like, can I play 20 years? And the money that they make it makes it you know, that much more important. But I kind of uh, side with you. If you have sleep, uh, sleep, sleep experts, if you have kombucha, if you have recovery rooms, you have cryotherapy, you have all these sports science people, then why can't those guys who are so smart get these players to play more games? Like you would think back in the day, after the game, they used to drink two Bud Lights and then jump on the plane and they'd fly commercial, yet those guys were playing like 78, 79, 80 games. How is it with everything that we have now how is it not possible for these guys to play more games? But like I said, I, I understand both sides of it. I'm not sure it's an NBA problem. I, I will say this, like ESPN and TNT, they they dropped a lot of money, a lot of money to to cover, you know, the NBA and all this stuff. I, I when, the, when contracts come up next time, I wonder if this is going to be a point of, of, of contention, you know, like, you know, yeah. hey, we, we pay... 90, $90 million go to every single team, just the big national deal, not the local deal, not the tickets, not the parking, not the anything else. It's just a TV deal. And how are you like it if you're, you know, ESPN or ABC and you're going Kawhi Leonard versus Giannis and Kawhi Leonard sits out? Like You can't be happy about that if you're an exec. The ratings are going to be down, so therefore you can't make as much money selling commercials. Yeah, so, Scout, I guess it's a two-part question, but the first one is, what are the rules? I don't think I really understand. I know Dave was talking about $2 million bucks and Ballmer. I'm a little confused as to what the rules are that they're yeah. trying to implement. And then also, I guess the second part of that is, what could they do to try to make it? i got to be honest with you, Scout. All I care about is if the game's on TV for me, like a national TV game, I, I want Kawhi playing. I don't give I don't give a shit about the other games. But like, if yeah. it's the game that I want, I want them playing. So, what can they do, especially for the national TV partners? And how early, by the way, there's like five questions. Sorry, how early should they have to announce it <laughs> so that the son and the and the dad don't go to the game thinking he's gonna play? Uh, that's a good question. So I, I would always be cautious of Kawhi Leonard on the back to back. So let's start with the first question. The first question is, what is the rule? You're not allowed to sit out and nationally televised game if you're healthy. So by Doc saying he's healthy, that's why he got fined $50,000. So the rule is you could say like he has an ailment that doesn't allow him to play back to backs. Like, you know, whatever, get a doctor's note that says he's Kawhi Leonard is not cleared to play back to backs in any 
uh, games this season. So you can make that announcement pretty early. What game he'll sit out is, I don't know, up to the team, I guess. Um, so you're not allowed. Like Doc said he's healthy, and that was like where you get mixed of words. Your second question was when you, oh, how can you fix this? Okay, there is some ways to fix this. For instance, you have to compress more non-nationally televised games together, which might end up in a weird way, more back-to-backs, or even three games in three nights, and you and you like strategically sit guys out of a certain game. So you might go, hey, we're just have to gonna play our bench, you know, during one of these games, and we're gonna sit our starters like that. That might just have to be. So then, therefore, when you have a nationally televised game, you take two days before the nationally televised game and then probably a day after. So you can finagle the schedule a little bit to make it you know, valuable. So when you sit down and you want to see Giannis play, you don't want to see the Bucks play the Clippers, but you really want to watch Giannis versus Kawhi, you might have to compress a lot of the other games together, which you would consider the non-nationally televised game. Like you should, this, the TV people should know, we don't want to put, the Clippers versus the Bucks on a back-to-back, front end or back end of that, because this is a marquee matchup. It's if you think about what happened last year when Kawhi Leonard locked up Giannis Antetokounmpo for the for games, basically games three, four, five, and six. Like Giannis is going to want some payback from that, so people are going to want to circle that game on the calendar. So the TV people, the schedule people, they're going to have to like like squeeze other places to open up that little slot where you could start hyping up that game. So there, it's not easy to do with arenas and concerts. And think about Staples Center. The Clippers are the third tenant there, and they have the Lakers one, the, the Kings two, and then the Clippers. So in essence, that's why Bomber's building his own building so or his own uh, arena so they don't get screwed on scheduling, which is Clippers, more than any other team out there, they get screwed on their scheduling. So there's a lot of things that you could do. It's not easy. And it's not going to make everyone happy, but if you really cared about those nationally televised games, you could press the other games together more and, and create some space around those. All right, I tell you one thing. We're talking to Brian Scalabrini, host of Scal and Pals Radio.com. Starts at 11 a.m. just after us. Uh, NBA is far superior than the NFL when it comes to broadcasters v. athletes feuds because you hear Mitch Trubisky, the Bears quarterback, say he basically wants all the TVs off at the Bears facility so he doesn't have to hear criticism. That's not what happens with the NBA. They watch Shaq. They watch Charles. They react to the criticism. And that happened last night with Hassan Whiteside, who you checked the box score, played outstanding last night for Portland. 17 points, 19 boards. Two block shots, albeit in a loss. And then Shaq and Barkley just blast him afterwards. Here's Shaq calling out Hassan Whiteside. If this is your contract year, ball out. Play with effort. Play. Whiteside, this is contract year. I'll be sticking up for him all the time. Me and Chuck, we all have these arguments. But tonight, he's playing with no effort. If, if well, at least he's if, consistent. If this is my contract year. And they're handing out 250, 300 million. What you think I'm gonna do, Kenny? Ball out. This guy oh, right here well, is the biggest the guy here. On the floor, right? Not playing with oh, shooting goodness. a fadeaway jump hook, right here. Don't block this shot. And then you let a dude hit you with a George Mikan move. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't care who he is. That's a George Mikan move. Right here, Damon, hooking you up, threw you alive, and what do you do? You travel on a play. Whiteside got to pick it up. So Charles Barkley added his strengths are going to the bank twice a month and stealing money. Here's Hassan Whiteside. Here's Hassan Whiteside's reaction afterwards. Listen. 
And I expect, I expect Shaq to diss. Dan killed him in a rap battle. So it ain't, I mean, we ain't going to hear anything positive from Shaq ever again. Um, and Charles Barkley going to pretty much go along with it. So, But, you know, um, it's the tellers who have. You know, they had a bad first half. You know, um, I got two early fouls. I had two turnovers. I might have had, what, six rebounds? It was a tough first half. I'm not perfect. I had better. I had really good first halves. Really bad second half. I just happened to be have a really good second half this time. But um, you know, we lost by um, we ended up losing at the end. So <laughs> Hassan Whiteside's having a pretty good year when you look at the uh, stats. I mean, about 15 points a game, 13 rebounds a game. Do you love the feuds? Are Shaq and Charles too negative, or do you love the honesty? So uh, that was at halftime when those guys said that, and um, and 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 Hassan Whiteside was awful in the first half. Like I got home right after the game, so I had the game last night, the Charlotte Boston game, and then as soon as I got home, I flipped the game on, and uh, yeah, like Hassan Whiteside, sometimes he's just out there, like he's not doing anything, he's not trying to dominate, he's not playing with any type of purpose. So Shaq called him out, and isn't that the job of? whoever to call out people who aren't doing like playing up to their potential like decided let me from from my perspective and I, maybe maybe i'm just like a little bit outside of this generation but like i don't want to live my life where i'm like just like mailing it in if i'm mailing it in i want my boss or i want someone to tell me that you look like you're mailing it in so like it doesn't matter if i am or not or if i turned it over or if i if i just had a bad half or whatever like Someone telling you you got to do a better job makes me say, like, you're right. So why couldn't Hassan Whiteside just be like, you know what? I was awful in the first half. I got to step it up. Or, you know, like, they, they called me out because I sucked. There's nothing wrong with saying that. But this generation of young players today, they, like, they think that they can make excuses for everything that is wrong. It is okay. Every successful person will tell you. Like, I learn from my mistakes. I learn when I'm down, not when I'm on top of the world. But everyone tries to duck and dodge all these times when you play like shit. I don't understand why people don't own the way that they play. That is part of the deal. That is part of growing. And as soon as Hassan Whiteside realizes that he played like garbage, then he probably, had, in the first half, maybe his coach told him or maybe Dane Lillard told him, like, you got to pick this up. And he had a great second half. Because you know why? Because someone checked him. So that's part of the game. Like getting checked is part of life. Getting checked is part of growth. And Hassan Whiteside to me, too much mailing it in, too much making excuses. He did the same shit in Miami. Now he's doing it in Portland. I just, I mean, I, I can't go and roll with guys that are like that. I can't go with the guys that make excuses. Dude has got a four-year, $98 million deal. But I'll tell you what, if you are going with the uh, rap battle, that's your comeback, you got yeah. to bring something better than that. Scout, we why appreciate is it so the time, hard? my friend. Why is, why, yep. Just real quick, why is it so hard for athletes today to own? Like you talked about the quarterback for the Bears. Just own it, man. It's not that difficult. Just be like, man, you know what? I got to do more work. I got to do better. I got to get in the film room. Like I blew that re that read. Like whatever it is, just own it. Just like I mean, that's all me and all the advice to give you current athletes. Just own your mistakes. I'm out. I Make love some it. Kombucha. Great, great advice from Scal. <laughs> Go get some kombucha. We all appreciate right. the time. Everybody, check out Scal Pals starting in just about 30 minutes. Appreciate the time, Scal. See you guys.
<laughs> that was pretty strong advice for the next generation, Ross. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Scal's getting after it. He's hired as our basketball consultant here on Home and Home. Speaking of hired, it can be a challenge. Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner discovered that. She needed to hire a game artist for her education tech company, but she knew it wouldn't be easy to find someone to grow with her team. That's why she went to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter independent candidates finding who finds them for you. It's technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you can qualify candidates fast. Gretchen posted her job on ZipRecruiter. Said she was impressed with how quickly she found qualified applicants. She also used ZipRecruiter screening questions to filter her candidates so she could focus on the best ones. That's how Gretchen found a new game artist in less than two weeks. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Smartest way to get applause if you are the president of the United States is go to a sporting event where those are your people. President Trump goes to the LSU-Alabama game tomorrow, the marquee matchup on the college slate this weekend. He's been to a lot of sporting events this uh, last couple of weeks. Game five of the World Series went to a UFC fight. Mixed reactions, which led us to the question, if you were President Ross Tucker, what one sporting event would you like to attend? We'll have several more rounds in this draft next week. What's the number one, if you were president, you'd want to attend as a sporting event? So this is a tough one. Talk about it next week. Because there's a lot of different factors. Like, I've been to a yep. lot of them already. Does that count? Does the whole presidential element of it count? Mm. Or is it just what I want to go to? I'm going to say whether I've been there or not it counts. And I'm going to say the presidential element of it counts. And I'm going to say it's the Army Navy. Army Navy's a solid bet. I'm going to go with the presidential political side of this as well. We'll continue this conversation next week. Ohio State. Michigan. One, I want to go to that game. And two, you can't win the presidency without winning Ohio and Michigan. Slam dunk. Great program. Great week for Ross Tucker. I'm Dave Briggs. That'll do it for us on Home and Home. Enjoy NFL weekend. College football will wrap it up on Monday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.